0: Yes, sir. That's our intro music. I like it. Getting better every week. Second week in a row. I like it more this time. You want to listen to the Chiefs weekly podcast? Still looking for a name. Don't have one I quite like yet. Though I got a pretty good suggestion, guys. Juice Crew. The Juice Crew. <laughs> I uh, shout out to Country Boy. What's up, man? That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, but that's not final yet. I'm still soliciting names for this pod. And uh, as always, I'm here with the A-Team. And unlike last week, when my man, Templeton Peck, faced Kirkhoff was on assignment, he's here. We got the whole crew in the house. We got Hannibal, Vahe Gregorian, <laughs> Howlin' Mad, Sam Mellinger, and of course, Face. I am your host, Therese Paler, also known as T.A. Parakis, uh, short for B.A. Parakis. Just going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to enjoy this thing. We got we got another good podcast for you here. Last one went fifty two minutes. That was a star record, and. Uh... Unfortunately for these guys here, I'm feeling like grandstanding again. So this this was gonna push that one too. We can break that record. We're gonna go for it. Can,
1: can <laughs> I ask you one quick question? If we decide to go with Juice Crew, mm-hmm. are we gonna get to pick our own names? Are we gonna feel like <laughs> do something? I, I say if you want to do that, you can do that. If that's what we go with, all right. I'm not saying I have
0: to. Well, I just, just, we can just do wondering. that, but that hasn't been decided yet. So for now, we're the eighteen. I, I think it put us in
2: line for a title sponsor, though. I, mean, I, uh,
0: I agree. We'll get, I uh, agree, and I'm still looking for a sponsor. I'm not coming off that. I want one, guys. That's going to happen. And I, was, I, I think we, I think we set a pretty good, pretty good format last week. I asked you guys some questions. We take some questions from people, and I, I mean, I got a, I got another edition this week as far as a feature. So stay tuned for that. That'd be later after we handle everything. I think you got. I wasn't in our production meeting. No, (laughs) no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm calling some shots here. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm making some decisions, right? right. I mean, you gotta have one guy who makes calls, right? right. Well, I'm making some calls. Um, But hey, let's jump into this thing, man. We're covering a eight and five team that's won seven in a row, and I've got a fine collection of reporters and football minds, and I I was really happy with our coverage from yesterday's ten and three win over the Chargers. I thought collectively we covered. Everything we need to cover. There were some really good stories in there, and I, I, I kind of want your opinions on a few things that I've thought of since then, while looking at our coverage and looking at the game again. Let's let's jump into some stuff. So you guys ready?
1: What, you guys let me, do so you went through our tape. Is that what you're I saying? I went through your tape. <laughs> I, I like, the, the I tape like to of our work.
0: I, I like to think of myself as a football <laughs> professor, right? I like to think of myself as somebody who who you know you just you try to be diligent about the craft. So I, that's that's the art of it, right? PhD. PhD. <laughs> let's go. Um, and I think the player I named my player of the game was obviously D. Ford, and I would, and that was for obvious reasons. But one thing I thought was especially good about your Colin Vahe, is that it brought some. Uh, it was it was important to remember that there's another side to this too. Like it was a great performance, but you know there's still a butt there with him. And my question for you guys is: Is it okay to feel good if you're a Chiefs fan about D. Ford's performance? Based on what you guys saw yesterday, is it okay to maybe go from the ledger of, oh, no, he's not going to make it, to the ledger of,
1: oh, I think he is going to make it. Like, can you make that jump based off what you saw Sunday? I'll tell you what, here's how, here's how I see it. I, I think it, it primes the pump, right? It, it's, no matter what, it's, it's positive movement forward. Uh, it's more experience. It's getting things done in, in tough situations. And, look, there's no doubt that he, he I think, benefited from um, – I don't want to use the Alex Rios weak, weak play mm-hmm. uh, at, at left tackle, but I, but I think that, that enabled him to do more than he might have normally. But the whole thing for him is just playing more, too. I think we yeah. forget that. I, I think we forget that. That's a second NFL start. Um, but I still can't, as we got into on three and out, I still kind of can't get past the oddity of that, the reason he was offside. Yeah. I love that. I, it, it just, but the. I and love course, the honesty. I, I also can't get past that, yeah. that again. Well, right? we <laughs> have, we have. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure PR, the Chiefs have their people monitoring the, the podcast, and they'll be yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we need to make sure we reel them in on that. But, but you're right. I, 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 uh, I also was very appreciative of his candor. Right.
0: And that was the that was the guy I met at the Senior Bowl two years ago. The guy that talked to us after the game that will tell you that that talked to you and is personable. And the guy we saw on the field. Like did you see the enthusiasm he had after he made plays? Like the enthusiasm was a guy I saw there too, like a guy who enjoyed playing. And I will say this if the, the the concerns about the competition are valid. Like I get that. Harrison's played more than Dunlap this year. Like Chris Harrison had a bad Harrison had a bad game. But like he'd been getting better, and he played more than Dunlap this year, so it wasn't like the equivalent of some guy that Chiefs might have thrown in. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Not named Donald Stevenson. I mean, this was a guy four-year veteran. He's played. Uh, he started like 20-something games in this league, um, and so so I'll say that. in the fact that it looked like he really was enjoying playing, like he, the enthusiasm he played with is a good sign going forward. But if you get you guys got something to add, I mean, yeah. what, is it okay to be
3: optimistic with his? future after that well like i don't want to take your question like too literally but like yeah i think chiefs fans can think and feel whatever the hell they want you know like they should be excited you know literally you know you you know where i'm but (laughs) here's what here's what i mean you know what i meant let's go all right so here's what i mean in the way that you mean it, no, he's not. He's not an all pro. There we
0: go. I want to take. He, had, he yes. had one game. He had right. one game.
3: Right. But here's what I think about that: is that the most enc- encouraging thing? You can't. It's not his fault that Chris Harrison was garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not. He can't do anything about that. What he can do is beat the guy that's uh, right. across from him. Right. And and I think that what it showed is that he's been paying attention in those linebacker meetings, and he's been working hard, and he has the right attitude, and all like. He's done what he needs to do. And, you know, the Randy Kovitz had the tweet about, like, Sylvester Morris once had three touchdown catches against the Chargers. <laughs> did he so, have like, that tweet? <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, let's not That's get great. out of control right. here. But, like, he did – if D, D Ford may not be a good player, like, you know, in three years, we may be talking about, hey, remember that day that D Ford had three sacks? But if D Ford is a good player, a good player would have done exactly what he did. Exactly. Yeah. Y- you know, like yeah. that's well said. what and, more do you want? And in my
0: game, I actually, Ross said that game is either going to be remembered yeah. as a start of as the game where you saw what he could really do or just like the ultimate tease for that guy. Yeah. And that, that's, that's true. Like that's, that's a good what,
1: line. It was right. But was I tell right. you
0: one thing. If you were somebody that was on the D four bandwagon, you wanted that game. Like that game was good for you because there really hadn't been a whole lot to show. Yeah, you, you were know, still hungover yeah, yeah, from, I mean, from that party. Right, you were still there. And, and I think, uh, and we're gonna move on real quick. But one thing is that up against the Raiders, we always talked about how they, like the tackles just kept riding him past the quarterback. Right. So one thing to keep an eye on his first sack, Hairston rode him past the quarterback, and this was a sign of good coaching. D dug in, turned the corner, right? He bent the corner, which is what Dorsey has always said he could do, and got to the quarterback. So he didn't just keep going upfield. He bent the corner. And that's a sign of good coaching. So now, yeah, you can push him past the quarterback, but he's a flexible guy. If he can bend that corner in a way that a lot of guys can't, they don't have that kind of flexibility, that could be trouble for teams. So that's something to keep an eye on going forward. And I you know what shout out to Gary Gibbs on that cuz that was a coaching point that was impressive mm-hmm. that he was able to get that, that sack was clean too we were watching that Actually, remember yep. we, you and I were watching that face remember that yep. uh,
2: you, you, and it was just almost a surprise <laughs> it was just like whoa where did right. that
0: come from remember
2: <laughs> <laughs> look in week 14 of his second season D Ford turned in a serviceable performance as a you know as a reserve player uh, I <laughs> If I'm a Chiefs fan, I still want Justin Houston back as soon <laughs> <sure>. as possible. Because <laughs> um, I'm not taking, you know, I, I am taking into consideration uh, the competition at, mm-hmm. the, at the position and for the team. And you know, bless Steve Ford for having the the, uh, the the few plays that he had a week after Pro Football Focus had him as the lowest graded uh, edge rusher in you know in in football against the Raiders. So. I'm. Um, I'm not sharing in the 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 jubilation of of D. Ford. I still think, in the grand scheme of things, he's behind. He, he's yeah. still behind. Um, but it was it was a good sign that he was able to do the things that he did on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to me, what that is, what that says is the Chiefs have developed some depth. And they and Justin Houston can be out, and they can bring in a guy who, in that situation can come up with three sacks and a good pass de- uh, defensive pass at the end of the game. Yeah, and, and that's that's just where I am on it.
0: All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this next one because it's special teams. But uh, I, do you guys think that there's something to the thought of with everything they've kind of shown on offense, everything they've shown on defense, how worried should Chiefs fans be about these special teams issues they've got right now because – In the playoffs, like, this stuff matters, Mm -hmm. you know? Couldn't you just – we always talk about – well, I'm from Detroit, so, like, Lions fans always talk about Lions luck. Well, Chiefs luck, right? Chiefs fans have suffered plenty. (laughs) Couldn't you guys see, like, a missed field goal or a bobbled snap or a muff well, punt tossing them in the playoffs. Yeah, playoff. we, we've seen that. <laughs> know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Has that happened? You know, like, couldn't, couldn't you, just you just see that happening? Yeah.
1: <laughs> couldn't you just somehow. see it? Yeah. So, like,
0: with these signs coming at this point of the season, how concerned should fans be about this right now with some of these issues?
3: Couldn't well, you just see a fumble bouncing off somebody's helmet <laughs> on the way to a 28-point comeback? In a <laughs> somehow. Um, well, yeah.
2: look, it, it's um, – uh, better to have this happen now than in yeah. the, the postseason. The, to me, the, the long snapping is the first concern yeah. because that's been a couple of weeks. Uh, we, we've seen that now for a while. I wonder if the, if, if the, um, the conditions have had a, played a role. You know, they'll never say that publicly, but you know the Chiefs have played in rain for each of the last three weeks. Yep. Some of the snaps have been bad by James Winchester. And uh, and the, the operation has been off, resulting in missed extra points. Yeah. Uh, that terrible field goal attempt on Sunday. The missed yeah. extra point happened in Oakland right. the previous week. But that doesn't. Um, they they lost a what a 50 yard punt return on yeah. Sunday. Well, Frank, stupid Frank on. Hammonds and he and he dropped a, yeah. Yeah. he fumbled Another a, a fumble. Two, so two the, in a row. Yeah, these are For concerns because these things weren't happening yeah. during the first five games of the seven game winning. Look, league. he might I'm have to, some
1: good things in him, but but I, I'm ready. Even with the Anthony Thomas out, I'm ready to see. Macklin handled that ball. Yeah. I mean, you can't or have it. he's He's, or, he's coughed can... up two of the last four, well, two I, of the last five punt returns, right? There's some dumb decisions, too. Like, it's beyond, like, dropping
3: a ball. But, like, you know, fielding punts that I don't think they should be field. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. that well, that, that inside is inside the ten last week, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. let that go, you know. Or, yeah. Um, and, and the penalties. The penalties, Um, I don't know how many big plays they had on Sunday that, that were just wiped out. That, that Kelsey block was – um, you know, egregious, um, you know, there's no way that that is not getting called. Um, that, that took back the, was. I can't remember if that was West or where that had a big game West. down the down the right sideline. Um, it's actually pretty funny you say it was egregious because I asked Andrew Reed about that.
0: And he said that the reason he was arguing it on the sideline was because Kelsey was the number one target on the play. And it's not—I mean, you guys are never going to believe this—but it's not like in Andy Reid's nature to like explain stuff like that. He never explains stuff sure. like that, so unless I tend, he thinks he's uh, right, right. right. So I tend to believe him that he was the number one target. So for him to be the number one target, he can't like—he doesn't make sense for him to, for Kelsey to have been picking anybody, right? And that's why he was arguing it. Uh, so I just thought that was interesting. It, it, but on the but video, the, he was like in the yeah, guy's back, I mean, but yeah. he, right? And here's the thing, though. These kind of penalties have happened enough that he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt right, on that. Right. Like, a lot of these guys, like they can't get the. Be- they've had a lot of stupid penalties this year. Well, well, yeah. I mean, they've had, uh, they have more, more than, you would, teams. More than you would think. More than you would think, especially on special yeah. teams. Like, I, if they don't get this short up, this is going to be a problem in the playoffs when the margin for error is so small. Reminds me of of
3: your. Tw- my favorite tweet in the history of the Kansas City Star on Twitter was you in, in, in training camp, Trez, where you're like, oh, y'all make fun of me for you yeah. know talking about the long yeah. snapper. Hashtag ball watchers. <laughs> and <if you> think, <laughs> that, was
1: the, that was the
0: absolute best. And if you think for one second the, the hashtag ball walk watchers isn't coming back in the playoffs if they oh, mess man. up, because these are the little things that matter in football. Like You better get this stuff down. Yeah. You don't get it down, you lose games. And when you lose games... Bad stuff happens, obviously.
1: Hey, you alluded to this, and, I, and, and, and you're in charge here, but I, but I, I really want to hear what everybody thinks about what's going on with Kelsey right now.
0: Well, and yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, it's on your list. Sorry, that's on I, our I list. Took you yeah, out of so okay. yeah, we're just going to continue forward here. Um, we, we will get to that, though. <laughs> we will get to that, I promise. But I want to sh- give a shout out to the dude stick that, to the production. Vi from Hyde Park there with a are. question <laughs> here. It's, uh, okay. I want to yeah. give a shout out to the dude who asked the question. So that's that's later in the show. Um, real quick. Is anybody ready to think to say they're better than the Broncos right now? If you guys look at the Chiefs, like, do you think the Chiefs are a better team than the Broncos right now? Is any? I'm taking thoughts. I'm fielding thoughts. What do you guys. I don't think? know.
3: I, I think that the Broncos' defense is pretty ridiculous. I, I, mm-hmm. Their defense is probably better than the Chiefs when 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 they're at full strength. Um, I, I don't. I, I need to see more from Osweiler. I just, I just don't know. I think the Chiefs have the better quarterback. Just you know, I think Osweiler's really struggled. Um, is is it one or zero or uh, one touchdown in the last two games for him? Something like that. Um, I tell
2: you, well, I, I what it's I, he had anyway. He's he had, been struggling. He had the big draw, the, the big drop against the Raiders. Um, who who wasn't had the drop on the fourth and twenty that they had the first down, um, but. He has been. He has been struggling the last couple. It, it's it's reopened the the Peyton Manning Osweiler debate. Yeah. When Manning gets healthy, what are they going to do? But listen to, to answer your question. You know, if you, if you take the aggregate, the two games that they played against each other, you've got a decisive Chiefs victory and you've got a, 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 a fluke loss. Fluke Should've loss, been. that's right. Yep. The, you know, we, we say a loss. It was a tie game until the, the, the Charles Fumble uh, led to the, the touchdown with 35 seconds to that's go. Right. Maybe point. the Chiefs lose that game in, in overtime. But but anyway, they were, they were there. They had kind of controlled the game until the very end. They're up 14 You're right, in, right, in the fourth quarter, I think, right, at least in the second half. Right. So in, in the aggregate, the Chiefs have been the better team. And so we're asking this question after the Chiefs have won seven straight and the Broncos have, you know, kicked away a couple here in the last three weeks, you know, a month or so. I say the Chiefs are a better team.
1: And, and the other thing about this that's kind of interesting is that there's no scenario where they play on a neutral field. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's – it. it, it you, you think of it as, well, would they win there, would they win here. But but I, I like – if I can place my, you know, arms around the idea of at a neutral side, I yeah, I do like the Chiefs in that game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I think at this point I, I do too. Uh, you know, just Osweiler, I don't think – like I – he I can think teams have figured. I think teams well, have figured can, him out. Like he can do stuff, but like not like a good Manning can. I'd, I, I'd, I, if I were a Chiefs fan, I'd be a lot more worried about facing like a. Even Peyton Manning's ghost of maybe being, you know, throwing turning back the clock, you know, more than well, I would be of Osweiler. If just, he
3: can even be Peyton Manning of week two, not Peyton yeah. Manning of, you know, yeah. two thousand three or whatever. Yeah, like that's good enough. Peyton you know? Manning of week two. He he started really humming it in, in the second half there, that game, uh, at Arrowhead.
0: And I, I gotta tell you, like, a lot of some of that stuff that they did against him in week two, they didn't do a few weeks ago like uh-huh. a month ago, like where were all the pick plays and all that stuff that he's mm-hmm. used to torture everybody? If they get back to running that stuff, it might be a different game, will be yeah. a different game. Yeah. So. The I, other thing
3: is that the Chiefs turned the ball over five times in right. the game, and that's not going to happen. Yep. That's yep. not going to
0: happen again. Well, it's the playoffs and the Chiefs. You never know. <laughs> that's true. <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, okay, so this is the part of the show where I want to do something different. Now, the great Bill Parcells has a lot of theories on football. I, being an enormous football dork, uh, ha- have enjoyed these theories, and I'm I'm am I'm somebody i I like to I like to learn about them and try and come together and form my own philosophy. So, when I saw that Bill Parcells had eleven quarterback commandments when it came to breaking down quarter and evaluating if a guy can play, there was no way we weren't going to talk about these on this podcast, and we'll make it kind of quick because we got a lot of stuff we want to get to. But I thought these would be pretty interesting to go over because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure no one in this room has heard these. So let's go. (laughs) Number one, if you're a decision maker and you gotta pick a quarterback, the number one thing you do is ignore other people's opinions. Press, well not don't don't press the TV, (laughs) agents, advisors, family, friends, wives, hangers on. Ignore them on matters of football. They don't know what's happening here. So we're going to ignore that one because we're the press. Except That's the right. press. <laughs> yeah. All, everybody everybody except, except the press. The press. <laughs> right, The press knows what it's talking about. Um, number two, and this is a good one. This is important. Clowns can't run a huddle. Don't forget to have fun, but don't be the class clown. Clowns and leaders don't mix. The Chiefs which play
3: you, the Browns, don't they,
0: later
1: the this she, which, right. <laughs> If you knew I was, you beat me to my
3: joke. Damn. Because <laughs> I was just going to say, there's no
0: way he drafts Johnny Manziel as a clown. Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. And I tell you what, I'd be surprised if there weren't some football people that didn't put Winston, Jameis Winston, in that same class, yeah. right? Yeah. But, okay. I think we can all safely say Alex Smith is clearly not, not right. A clown. He's yeah. safely in the not a clown <laughs> category, right? <laughs> one of the most consistent, you know, smartest guys on the team. Yeah. So he's one for
1: one, right? Yeah. Go ahead. No, just it, it was because we all got talking about this yesterday. Not a clown, but but something worth exploring more. And you guys got into it a little bit yesterday, Blair, and your in your story about about that that little kind of fire had some yeah. edge to him yesterday yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's not not the first time but we, no. we haven't seen it a lot and one thing we got talking about yesterday with Alex Smith how smart is he I really wonder and we'll never get anybody to answer this but I, I wonder if quarterbacks sometimes try to draw a penalty <laughs> yeah. on, on the sideline I wonder if Alex Smith is turning his head and uh I know when he's going to get, get the a little contact. come on and hit me Yep. As he gets knocked out of bounds, there I, it, it, it's sort of a little bit too much inside football. But I, 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 I wonder if no, people would talk about no that such sometimes. Thing as inside football. One thing <laughs> I, <don't> I noticed <laughs> <talk about. laughs> on Alex, um, like I basically watched <laughs> this room. the
3: Chiefs, right, and not um, you know that's. Pretty much my football watching for the most part, but I don't know how many other quarterbacks do that Ty Cobb slide that he does <laughs> where he like <laughs> with the spikes and, up. Yeah. yeah, that was <laughs> a dramatic. I, yeah, when, when he goes like that, the rule is you can't
2: hit him, right? So is he no. getting an extra yard or two by doing that by, by elevating? Yeah, maybe, maybe he's the only guy Seems. I've seen do that. Yeah, that type of slide. Um, I, I but it also keeps him in a You know, it keeps him in a vulnerable position a little bit longer. So even if a defender is trying to avoid him, you know, trying to slow down Mm -hmm. or something, he's he's taking a little bit more time to get to where he's supposed to be. Which might draw a penalty. This is the
0: creative process. mm. This is why this is the Mm. juice crew. Listen to this. (laughs) You just gave me a story idea. I'm writing about the way Alex Smith slides. You got it. All right, number three. We can just fat quarterbacks can't avoid the rush. Well, true. Clearly, tr- it's true that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: yeah. I'm on with that. Yeah. yeah.
0: 2 for 2. Right, <laughs> safe to say. All right. Number 4, know your job cold. This is a this is not a game without errors, but keep yours to a minimum in study. I'm interested in your thoughts on that. Do you guys think Alex Smith knows his job cold? Oh, I yeah.
1: I think it's his calling card. I do. too. I really do. I really do. It it, it and, and and a really worthy one.
3: And that is what was so aggravating to me about the Packers game. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're going to be a guy who takes care of the ball and doesn't make dumb mistakes, then don't make that dumb interception where he was trying to—he was going the wrong way and tried to throw it to Albert Wilson. That, but now we're talking about what was that week three, right? Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. That was in September. Uh, People were still worried about the Royals. Uh, and, and how they would do? <laughs> yeah. You know, that was that, that, that long ago. I, and I guess people are worried about the Royals again now. But um, anyway, um, yeah, I, I think that's that's the exception that proves the rule.
0: All right, all right. So three for three. All right, number five. Know your own players. Quarterback needs to know who's fast, who can catch, which guys need encouragement. Uh, you you got to be precise and know your opponent too. Based on what you've seen, you guys think Alex Smith does a good job of getting to the ball. Getting the ball to guys in the positions they like it. What do you think?
1: Ugh. Well, I, I, let, let me let me slice onto one little aspect of this. Look, look at what he clearly trusts Jeremy Macklin, oh, and, yeah. and, and maybe to the point of exclusion of others, almost right. I mean, I, I think that's can't a can't
0: complain about that. No, you though. can't.
1: But but, no. but 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 I do wonder if it, um, yeah. it if it affects his decision making a little bit, and not necessarily negatively, right? He, if he knows his personnel, then. So what if he throws them I, seven straight times? i got
0: to tell you guys, I'm just going to say this. Based on what they have. I'm going to say this. Alex is making throws now he didn't make last year. For sure. And it's hard for me to think it's probably not a coincidence that receiving core has been remade a little yeah. bit. Oh, it's about the you know, Some of the throws that he made, he did not make last year, he's making now to guys, you know. Didn't even I attempt think, to make last right, year. Right, and that that's, that, that right. makes me think that he knew he just didn't trust some of those guys out there, you know. that, Or... I don't know. I, I think. I think. I think this is a check mark for him. Just, but it's hard to know because we're not. A, but I, I. do actually, based on the way he's played this year, I actually do think this is a check mark.
3: I do too. So, for the most, like the, the thing. Um, read that again, real quick, because there was something that, that jogged my mind about how he handles the who's offensive fast, line. Who can catch? Who needs encouragement? That's the part. Right. Of, like, I, I would like to know, and I think maybe you give him the benefit of the doubt, but, like, how he handles the offensive line when mm-hmm. they were garbage last year. I can and, actually and, answer that. And struggled at the beginning of this year. It seems the results would indicate yeah. that he's done a pretty good job with I, it. But. I'm in the room, so I talk to those guys. It, they all say he's the same guy. Like, he's
0: never, like – He's never turned on them. He's certainly never thrown any of them under the bus publicly. Mm-hmm. That matters because yeah. not everybody has a discipline to do that. But they all say that they respect him because he—he's been the same guy the whole time. Yeah. So,
1: a right. guy, so a guy who got mauled last year and has had seven different offensive yeah. lines this year—that that's pretty telling, isn't
0: I'll, it? I'll also say this: as long as you don't throw a guy, your your lineman under the bus publicly, I wouldn't mind hearing him rip. You know. Ripping the guys. That's privately. what I mean. Yeah, like I wouldn't what he's doing, that happened, Yeah, you know? what he's doing with right. those guys then, like yeah, you know, that, I wouldn't mind if that happened. There were a few times
3: last year, like
0: they deserved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. And he maybe you could argue maybe he should have. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. So number six, be the same guy every day. Be in condition. Prepare to lead. Study your plan because a coach cannot prepare you for every opportunity. Prepare yourself. Remember, impulse decisions usually equal mistakes. Do we think Alex Smith is the same guy every day?
3: Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do too.
0: Yeah. I do. I Can, do. So here's a guy who two months ago, you know, we were crushing, and with reason. Mm-hmm. If I were a columnist, <laughs> yeah, like I would have done it too. And this, in a, and I, I'm just, you know, my job as a B writer, I just write what happens. Mm-hmm. But like you guys did a real good job, like especially after the Green Bay game, Sam. He deserved yeah. the criticism he got yeah, after he that didn't. game. He you know, and but now look at this three, what, two and a half months it's later. He's five for five on this list. Yeah, he's been great. And you guys aren't going to believe the next one. The next one's great. Number seven, throwing the ball away is a good play. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think he's got that one down.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Do we even need to expand on that? I mean, nobody, I mean, nobody is more willing to take the L to
1: protect the ball in the long term. Right. Nobody throws the ball away like Alex. Smith. <laughs> well, you know, it's an he's interesting six thing. Six. Yeah, yeah. It's a, but that's an interesting thing in itself, isn't it? Because it, it's he's doing it. He he doesn't waste any time throwing it away. Yeah, right. I mean, he he's like he'll hit he'll hit the ground. I mean, that <laughs> ball will hit the ground quickly, <laughs> <laughs> quickly. But it's he like sees it kind of as a positive. I think the <laughs> that's <laughs> the key.
0: And you can argue what it is, It's the defense is playing lights out. All right, so that's six for six. Number seven, learn to manage the game personnel. Play calls, motions, ball handling, good reads, good throws, play fakes. Clock, clock, clock. Don't ever lose track of the clock. You guys think he's got that one? For the most part, the, the one nit that, that I would pick there. We can we can pick nits on that
3: one. Yeah, 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 is um, the. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. No, 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 but re- read them again. Read them again. Cause right. personnel, I'll, I'll ding it.
0: Play, personnel, Okay. play call, motions, ball handling. Proper reads, accurate throws. Proper reads. Yeah.
3: He he locks in on, you know, there's times when you watch games back. You know, there was a yeah. play in the Denver game, for instance, where Kelsey was going over the middle and Alex's eyes never – drifted off at Kelsey for a second. And Jeremy Macklin mm-hmm. uh, was not wide open, but he ran a hitch route, and he got five yards of separation on I can't remember who was covering him. It uh, would have been a first down, and they had to punt it away. He, he locks are, in on his one guy too often. Well,
2: the Tlaib interception in that game was the great same Great example. Same that was thing. the first
3: Denver game,
0: yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, and there are times mm-hmm. when – I mean, they – before last week, before – I mean, Macklin's been even with a guy, mm-hmm. and he's open. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going to leave anybody he's even with,
1: mm-hmm. and he's not
0: getting the ball. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can ding him a little bit but in this go, category. You know, yeah, their I one
1: touchdown so. yesterday reflects otherwise, right? Absolutely, right, that's exactly. It. right. So, Change you, the play. Yeah, yep. I mean,
2: recognize the defense. Hot route. Yep, yep. yep. I, I think
3: – so what's the consensus here? I mean, I I need... he's mostly good there. I yeah. just I, – I think right. that the one weakness that's counted – that's come up in what you've read so far is that he locked in on one receiver too much.
0: Okay. Should we count it or not? What I you would think? mostly count it. Right. I think. Yeah, I would. I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we think he's seven for seven. Okay. We only got a few more, but I think this is interesting, right? Like you guys see why I'm doing. It's not as interesting. See, we teach on this podcast. <laughs> we inform and we, we entertain. This is how you do it. All right. <laughs> I got this radio thing down, man. This is great. <laughs> uh, number, number nine. And this one, all right, this is the first one that we can – This is be, number nine, get your team in the end zone.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do we need to talk about it? <laughs> I think we, we hold these truths to be self-evident. It applies here. I think we <laughs> – we can, uh, we can question that one. I yeah. think the,
0: the entire body of work means that you just can't do it. No, like, you just yeah. can't. Yeah. But I'm going to give Alex – I think he's been better as the season's gone on at that. And they actually need to – this is something they have got to still improve on. If they want to win a playoff game, because you can't – you cannot win playoff games in this league with field goals. That second Denver game. Yeah, like you can't do it. That second Denver game, you lose that if that's a playoff game. Yeah. How many times have you seen teams – lose playoff games because they kick in field goals, you know, that are twenty yards out. You know what, you what I'm know, saying? You know, and the
2: difference between that game and the Cincinnati game where Santos had seven field goals was in Denver they had great field position. Yep. Starting yep. field position mm-hmm. was just fantastic and couldn't pick up more than a first down to right. and ended up settling for the, the And Santos Denver was field so goal.
3: inept in, offensively in that game. I, and, ahead, and that's Matt. why like if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, Peyton Manning was dead. In that game, and so maybe you know field goals can win it. Maybe you feel like Denver's not gonna score enough points, but it, it, <laughs> in the playoffs, once we get there, you, you gotta you gotta keep going.
0: All right. The right, second to last one here. Don't panic when when everything around you in chaos. You must be the hand that steers the ship. So one of my favorite phrases is, "You can't be the captain of the ship some of the time. You gotta be the captain all the time." And that's that replies to a lot of things. Whether you're uh, a boss managing people you can't be the boss sometimes you got to be the boss all the time if you want them to respect you and that especially goes if you're the quarterback if you're the quarterback you got to be the guy all the time stay calm lead from the front right the ship can't have a panic button where do you guys think Alex is in this do you think he's a steady hand in this, sh-
1: I, in this? I do, I, and, do and, too. And I think if you were and I think even if it were a uh, Anonymous poll of players on that team, I bet you, I bet you'd come out pretty well on that. Yeah. I mean, even if they were given anonymity to say, I, I really think that. But well, I might wrong. be
3: answering the question in a,
1: in a way it's not intended, but that's I think, okay, I think ahead. in the
3: macro,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he
3: is, you know, green light on that. I think in the micro, there's times that he yeah. hits the the escape button on a play a little. That's bit a too nuanced
0: soon. answer to the question. That's accurate. That's a good. That's a real good. He's
3: got, <laughs> so, so do we give that to him? Yeah. Are we giving I, this I to him? I think the question is in the macro, so I'll, I, we'll I'll say that. Him. Him right
2: because i'll also say i think he's improved at this he's
1: improved at this. here's a complicated question and and there's it's chicken and egg on this but how much of of that uh, you know fight or flight stuff Mm -hmm. had to do with really just getting nothing from his line early in the season oh yeah yeah. i mean and and do it's it's hard for for me to measure the milliseconds in which you're making that decision where it's like i'm i'm sacked or i'm going to or I got to run. I, I, anyway, I, I, I give him more of the benefit of the doubt maybe than, than I should on that. But, I, but The play I that
3: comes to mind in that is that, that Buffalo game when they were about at the 25, I want to say, and and he broke the pocket because there was pressure coming that really wasn't coming. And and Travis Kelsey was wide open in that end yeah, zone. Yeah, you remember yeah, that yeah, play? Yeah, yep, yep. And he broke the pocket, and I can't remember what he ended up doing. I think he ran out of bounds at the line of scrimmage or something like that, and that could have been a touchdown.
0: Okay, last one. He's got this one down cold. Don't be a celebrity QB. (laughs) Do you hear me, Johnny Manziel? (laughs) Don't be a celebrity QB. We don't need any of those. We need battlefield commanders that are willing to fight it out every day, every week, and every season and lead their team to win after win. So based on this list, which I got um, courtesy, shout out to Matt Miller, NFL draft scout, man. He's got a great list of resources on his Twitter feed, which is great NFL books to read and resources. That's where I got this from. Thank you, Matt. This is great, man. So on Bill Parcells, who we can all agree is a master at pro football, Alex Smith fits 10 of the 11 categories. And I think we can say – you guys think – if he fits ten of the eleven categories, you could argue that Bill he could have played for that dude. Like stronger in
2: some than yeah, in others, right? Like, but but what this list to me uh, expresses is largely intangibles. Yep. Not not the arm yep. strength, yep. not the speed, yep. not but the intangibles. And I don't know if I've ever questioned yep. the yeah. intangibles of Alex Smith. Yep. Um. So to it's answer the, your it's question, it's the intangibles that bother you. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> yeah. And I
0: think that's important to remember. I'm glad you mentioned that. Like this. Like finding a quarterback is not like is you can't quantify it in a list. Like you try, but like if, if this was like the gospel, like everybody no one would ever miss on a quarterback, you know what I mean? Right, but I do think right. it was interesting. I thought this was a pretty good exercise to explore like what this guy is, right?
2: There's a lot of Chiefs teams that would have loved to have Alex right. Smith as their I quarterback. Agree. Well, I can't wait to see what the next next week's list is going to be. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know.
0: I don't know if there'll be another list. But you <laughs> know, good. we do it we do it week to week. We have stuff. And so it's time for me to unveil another new feature here, and this is great. Aren't you guys having a blast? Don't you love being in the, in the KC Star podcast studio with me instead of being at home with your families? Isn't this great? When you, all right, so here's, and this is, you're never going to believe this, but the new feature is the scouting term of the week. And this is a part of the podcast where I mention a, scout, a, a term that scouts use that I've tried to you know cuz I like this stuff right and this is a funny one so here we go it's a card carrying coward NFL scouts will call somebody a card carrying coward and I want you guys to try and tell me what position that best applies to what do you think what position do you think that term best applies to if a scout's
3: going to use it the two that come to mind uh, is a cornerback mm-hmm. and offensive lineman mhm bye
1: Blair? Well, what's funny to me is I, I, I think receiver first. I think receiver first. I, 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 I just picture an alligator arm situation or, it, it, yeah. Spoken Blair, like a former uh, receiver. Who, who probably had, <laughs> who had alligator arms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
2: <laughs> who was scared all the time. <laughs> cornerback was Corner was the first one that uh, the the because the, the, the images that I have of, of of a card-carrying coward are just yappy, you know, just very yappy, mm-hmm. um, and
1: um, that doesn't back it up.
2: Yeah, and, and maybe sometimes doesn't back false it up. So, <laughs> All
1: right,
0: so Vi, you think you you think yours is you think yours? I like mine okay. Uh, yeah.
2: I
1: like mine okay.
0: Good job, you got it. It's receiver. <laughs> a scout calls somebody a card-carrying coward if they're afraid to go over the middle alligator arms you don't see many of these guys anymore you can't play in this league if you're not going over the middle I mean some guys can they just run go routes they run the the deep the, kind of the deep routes but um, that's one thing to remember if you see a guy who has a reputation for refusing to go over the middle go ahead and call him a car carrying coward be an NFL scout
1: here's a question for you where did you hear the term and was it applied recently
0: no, this was not applied recently. But, again, Matt Miller's list of – Okay. Um, actually, that's from Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah, who's a scoutfer, former scout, who's an NFL uh, – he has an NFL podcast, he works for NFL Network, he's a draft guy now. He actually has, like, a list of scouting terms. And I saw that, and I'm like, all right, and I just do some research find out what it is. So <laughs> I, I tell you one thing, though, in this offense – if you if if you're not willing to go over the middle, cause the entire West Coast tree, there are these short routes to go over the middle. If you're not willing to work over the middle some, I don't know how you could fit in today's football, you know? Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. If you if you're afraid to go over the middle, can't do it, can't do it. Nope, no can't way. Right, well well look, here's, here's can't a, not a, coach with him. Can't do a, it. A,
1: here's a, here's a question in real time, and maybe I'm being too critical of the guy. Albert Wilson had some big moments yesterday. Oh, he'll hear but, about those. But but, but mm-hmm. there was the, the 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 very definition of what we're talking about here was a, uh, a not really a slump, but but crossing route ultimately, and he didn't extend. Well,
0: let me t- and, and then last week against Oakland, he didn't go well, And
1: th- yeah, and that was a little different because that was I don't know why he didn't do that. That was just that. lay out for the ball. You're listen, not going to get hurt.
0: Listen, I think it's too early. You can't give him that title. But I'm just saying like. He'll hear about that. No, those. no, I'm just, you I'm, gotta, and I'm not giving him that title, yeah, but I'm just saying he, that was I, a moment. I, that's right. and you, he'll, he, Don't think David Culley, who's a receivers coach, very good at his job. Don't think he's not talking to him. And competition brings out the best in everybody. Competition help you find courage you didn't know you have. If you think for one second Chris Conley is not looming, oh, because he is. Because he's bigger, faster, and he was a third-round pick. He will get every chance he needs. To make an impact so yeah.
1: well, why is it why isn't he getting more of a chance right now this offense is hard man is that, like, is Andrew, that what it is injury's that, offense yeah. is
0: his offense is crazy man it's, they they have to do side adjustments they got to diagnose what the coverage is mid play you look at the the coverage mid play then you got to adjust your route based on that you do that before and after the like it's hard like and you better be in the right spot because you know what happened can anybody guess what happens if you don't know your assignments and you're on the field Alex Smith will not throw you the football. You get off the field. No, you might stay on the field longer than you think. But if you don't know what you're doing, you're not seeing that ball. Alex is not throwing it your way. So that's why it, this might take some time for him. But I'm not giving up. I, I would not give up on Chris Conley. I, I like the pick. I, you know, I watch the table. I think this guy's got a chance to be a player. But it just takes time. Like, that's, that's football, you know. That's what it is. Um, and now, Vahe, my friend, you suggested a good question about Kelsey. Now it's time to get to that. It's time for the reader portion of our podcast. Reader email. Ask the A team. That's the hashtag. Ask the EA team. And one of them actually came via text message. Shout out to my friend Ryan Scott Hall. That's a good question. Can you guys talk a little bit about Travis Kelsey's inconsistency? He has immense talent, but so many mental mistakes and can disappear in games. Maybe I'm splitting hairs, but it's obvious he can be truly special. So I hold him to a high standard. I'm interested in your thoughts on Travis Kelsey this year, guys. What do you think?
1: Well, one thing. Let me jump in something real quick here, just because we got we got thinking about this last week. All in fact, all of us in one form or another were thinking about this story, mm-hmm. and Doug Peterson was pretty interesting on it on Thursday, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And I thought I'd have to look back at exactly how he said it, but I thought he basically said, "Yeah, you're, the way he plays, who he is, there's trade-offs," yeah. and and. He's going to fumble some. I thought I thought he was just making a concession to that's just going to happen with and and that's why you're also going to get the guy who can figure out a way to bust loose on third and six for 26 yards. It it, it all comes right. you know, from the same cloth. But the part that doesn't account for is just the mental mistakes, the the, the penalties, and and uh, he had a drop pass yesterday that was sort of inexplicable as he as he pulled it in he just bounced it off his knee or something we
2: we wondered if it had gotten if a hand had gotten Mm -hmm. in there but it was all kelsey it was all
1: him so anyway that's my little burst on him i just thought it was interesting that doug peterson almost seemed to concede the point that there's good and bad with him
3: yeah i i I completely agree with that i mean but i in the bigger picture i will ride with travis kelsey um because i I think a guy with that kind of talent as long as you believe that he's committed and Mm -hmm. into the the cause and, and committed I, to the cause, then I think he ride with that guy. And I, that, that's to, the vibe I get from him. And not, yeah. yeah, not
0: to interrupt yeah. you. I, I mean, I've covered Travis' his career now. Yeah. I, I think I know him enough as a football player. Thing, when this guy wasn't seeing a lot of passes this year, but they started, they were winning. Like when that winning streak started happening, he was good with it, man. Like I talked to mm-hmm. him a little bit. To the, like, dude, Travis was good. Like, mm-hmm. them passes weren't coming his way, but the team was winning. Mm-hmm. I think that dude cares more about winning than anything. Like, he knows he's got to get his stats. He'll be a free agent after next year. Like, he knows all that. But the, the the best way for everybody to get paid is to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think he gets that, too. So, he, I, I actually agree with you on that. He,
2: he had bad moments in each of the last two games. I thought his moments were, were worse in Oakland than they were yesterday. Uh, the penalty was kind of iffy. But uh, the the big mistake he made at Oakland, of course, was the catch should have gone out of bounds toward yes. the end of the first half. Instead, yeah. he stayed in, and, and Woodson makes the great strip and, and ret- fumble return yep. that led to the Raiders' touchdown right before halftime. And I just love how Kelsey owned it after the game. Yes. You know, Kelsey you know, Kelsey absolutely it owned it, you and own it. and um, and you know was you know basically vowing it would never happen again. And and look, fumbles do happen but I'll go back to Vahe, what you said earlier Peterson said you have to take some of the bad with the good with, with, with Kelsey to me you don't you you know don't fumble you know people who have had fumble problems have fixed fumble problems right fix the problem right don't fumble don't fumble yeah. there are ways not to fumble he's got to figure it
0: out yeah but but I also think you know what Vaje's kind of saying is that's that's a process to get there too and like you can it's it's okay to be patient with that process and especially with a contract year coming up because well, every little mistake he makes he'll get dinged for when that deal comes so like that that's that's what the thing is like yes like you don't tolerate the errors but when a guy cares that much and he's that gifted he's going to have a little longer rope to get it
1: and if you look to hook back to something you say all the time and and sort of back to what sam said and what we were talking about marcus peters last week you know you'll you'll ride with that guy that loves the game and yeah. has immense talent now to Blair's point, don't, don't <laughs> right. fumble. <You laughs> right. Know, that's important, but, right? But you know what? It starts with that. Does the guy love the game? Does he have immense talent? Well, heck yeah! I and mean, you're gonna you're gonna figure out a way to get him right. I agree. I agree. There. Uh, got a few more questions here.
0: Yeah. Let's see. What do we got? <laughs> All right. This one's from Goose KC. Anthony Sherman isn't touching the ball this year. Is there anything to that? There's a big guy I'll answer real quick, and if you guys got anything to say, you know. Uh, I mean, teams just aren't running 21 personnel like that anymore. Like, this isn't 1989. This ain't the Giants where they just, you know, there's going to be a fullback on the field. They're going to run power. They're going to run ISO at you. There's going to be traps. And it's just not like that anymore. Like, the game's evolved to the point where it's important to throw the ball. Like that's how you win. You you win by throwing the ball now, you know. And sometimes that extra tight end gives you the same blocking with the added versatility of, of being a bigger receiving threat than Sherman is. That said, I really like Anthony Sherman as a player. And I think whenever they can find a way to use him, that's good. Like those, there's nothing wrong with throwing in a little two two back, tight, one tight end old school, I uh, formation sets. If you can execute it, it works. It's fine. I just think that the way the league is going now, you see the fullback's kinda died and that, that's the reason why. You,
1: you, you reminded me of this. He he caught some balls the last couple of years mm-hmm. too though. And and that, that's that has not kinda caught
0: Well, here's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of balls to there's a lot of hungrier mouths to feed. Like yeah. you can get the ball to Macklin, you can do it. You can get the ball to Kelsey, you wanna do that. And then this number two tight receiver they're trying to develop, you wanna do that too. I mean, you know, some not everybody can get the football. And Sherman's so selfless yeah, he just he just cares about winning. That's another guy that's just about hey, I play special teams. I'll do all the dirty work. No one even knows who I am. You know, but who cares? Like we're trying to win. That's another one of those guys. So
2: last time I thought he was going to carry the ball, Don Terry Poe did. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ninety-two
1: or forty-two? I, I can't quite tell the difference. Uh, it's
0: <laughs> all right. So let me see. Sks McGinnis. It's a, I mean. He, Do you guys the the questions about the penalties were the the charges benefiting from their own penalties at the end of the game? But like that's just part of the way the game flows sometimes, right? I mean, you know, obviously other than D Ford's penalty, right? How much? How much do you think that puny really hurt them, though? Right. I mean, well,
1: look, he, here's he, we break. We'd be breaking it down a lot differently if they lost on the second play they got. And we after said that. that
0: after the video, it, right? Post game video. It was, yeah, right. It
1: was. It got down to t- the, that last play was run with two seconds left. hmm So I think it cost them a second. They probably, but it, but it, even if it cost them a second, then they're they're having to, to think differently about what the play is, you know. So, eh.
3: The false start on Harrison, I don't think the, the Chargers didn't benefit from that because. I mean, it, you thought the game was over because the play didn't score a touchdown, but right. the play never happened. Right. Because right. it was a false start. Yeah, so it, exactly. Um, you know, surprisingly, the refs screwed that up. I mean, they, they sh- never should have let the play go on. It looked like the Chargers benefited, but if that touchdown happened, it wouldn't have counted. So, okay. Bingo.
0: Yeah. Real
3: quick one here. I'll answer it because, you know, I'm the big
0: guy. From Wildcat Moe, what happened to Rameek Wilson's playing time? He was hurt. Josh Moggles played well, and they've been winning. In this league, you don't mess with anything like that. You don't you don't go changing up stuff. From, you don't you don't go changing stuff up when you won four in a row or five in a row. You just keep it rolling. Josh has has had some nice games recently. He's been okay, and uh, you just don't mess it up. That doesn't mean that Ramik can't help though. I think I really think it's really helped him playing next to Derek because he he talks about Derek in almost rever- reverential songs. Like he loves that guy. Like. You can learn a lot playing linebacker by playing next to Derek Johnson, even if the staff doesn't let you do everything they let Derek do, because <laughs> Derek's an eleven-year pro who can dive under stuff because they'll normally get there. But that's the reason why. Um, don't read too much into it. Margo's just played well. All uh, right, only a couple more. And this is this is this is interesting. I actually do want to know what you guys think here from Sports Scout. Uh, I like this guy. All right, what uh, <laughs> would you rather get the third seed? and play Pittsburgh and Kansas City
2: or go on the road to face the AFC South winner? Who's got a thought? It, it depends on what your objective is. If the objective Well, the objective is to win every playoff game you play, but if it's ending the 22-year, what is it? Is That's it 22 be. years? Yeah, yeah, it'll be 22. I, I think it the, 22. I think the percentages of that right now today would be to play the AFC South winner anywhere. You know, It would be there, obviously, and in uh, Indianapolis or Houston, and even Jacksonville has an outside shot at winning that division. Um, I, I just watching the Steelers the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you want to mess with the Steelers, but I don't want it. Um, I, I, I would. I would. It. You know, would the five seed it. against the four right now. I think the five would be the favorite.
3: Yeah, totally agree. I, th- I think you want that garbage AFC South team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said it better than I could. I agree.
0: <laughs> okay. Remember, remember, guys, in the playoffs, quarterbacks can get you beat. Yeah. Ben at No, like just, (laughs) and that's the same reason. I might, I think I'm on, I think I'm the, I think I'm on an island. Like, I know uh, my, 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 uh, I don't want the Colts argument was, was there was a huge hole putting that ship when the Jaguars put 51 on them yesterday, but they didn't have Andrew Luck. If Andrew Luck comes back, if I were a Chiefs fan, I wouldn't want that. I just, I just, too many bad memories, too much bad juju. I'll pass on. You'd rather play Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, no, of course not. Okay. But I, I was just saying, like, okay. quarterbacks that get right, you beat. Right, right, okay. Thanks for helping me finish that. Right. Yeah. And quarterbacks that get you beat. So, like, I wouldn't want Andrew Luck. So you know I wouldn't want Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right? okay, okay, It's yeah.
1: interesting that we all seem to feel this way that, that the quarterback factor matters more than home field in this in this little yeah, microcosm that we're talking about. No
2: matter where you're at, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and look, there have been some recent examples of five and six seeds winning on the road all the way to the Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, the Steelers did it in 05. The yep. Giants did it uh the second time they beat the Patriots, did not the Packers get to the Super Bowl as a five or a six mm-hmm. when they beat the Steelers? Mm-hmm. So winning on the road in in the postseason happens. It happens. So I, you know, get there first, get there, and and I, you know, and if they go on the road, I, I think their chances are pretty good if it's if, if it's a five versus a four.
3: In recent Chiefs history, they have proven that the uh, the road team can win a playoff game at Arrowhead. All
2: right. So all right, our
0: last question of the day. And this is a good one from Country Boy Five Six Seven. Thank you. If Alex Smith was an actor, who would he be? So we gotta start. So let's start thinking about that a little bit. You take a look at Alex Smith's game, compare that to actors. I think you'd be looking for somebody who's probably who who you can win Best Picture with. You can win it. But he wouldn't be the lead actor, not, ca- not carrying the picture. Right, he, he doesn't would, carry the right, picture. Right, like you can't. This isn't one of those things where you could just hire Tom Cruise in his prime and it's going to gross, you know, 150 million or something. Right, or Denzel in his prime. because right, Denzel. Denzel is clearly like Aaron Rodgers, That's Aaron Rodgers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. or Tom Brady, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Tom Hanks. I mean, Hanks, Hanks would Hanks is, be the same right. way. So right. So, like, so we're thinking maybe best supporting actor in this thing. And the first guy that came to mind for me, uh, William H Macy just a respectable actor, a guy who's been in lots of good films. You know who he is. You know his name too, just because he's he's been in stuff. He's a winning actor. He's been a, right. He's, <laughs> that guy's had a success. Doesn't turn the ball day. over. He in manages any of his movies. Scenes. Right. He manages his scenes as well as any actor. In he's the made movie. enough money. Right. So that's my, my that's my selection. That's a good one. I like that. One. And so uh, who's got one? Bl- Sam, well, Sam, you got one. I, one.
1: I'm going to go a little different direction. So you go, go with Sam. You go first. And okay. I'll, all right. I'll all Circle.
3: Right. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> 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 I feel good about this one.
2: <laughs> Is it even like self-explanatory?
3: <laughs> I got to tell you. Yeah. Because and, uh, Boardwalk Empire, pretty good. I mean, he's yeah. did some good stuff. And he was, like, pretty much the lead in Boardwalk Empire, right. but still needed strong
0: support. Like, there were guys know, around him, right. yeah. Fargo yeah. was what I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, president. yes. Yeah.
3: The classic
0: Fargo. Yeah. Yes.
1: And, and, and we may season that, <laughs> right. too, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I'm going to get out of Fargo and go to something else. I got two ideas, and it kind of contradicts your, your concept here, but I think okay. of him as, as the understated lead man. And that's okay. So it, that's okay. I got I got you know, maybe Henry Fonda. This is David dating me a little bit. Um, a, little a little bit. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or very specific, Gregory Peck and To Kill a Mockingbird. Just, just you know, subdued. He's not flashy, right? He's not the guy who's got to be the – in fact, wasn't that on the Parcells list? Yeah. He doesn't have to be – he's not the class clown, and he's not the, what, the leading man. Yeah. But, yeah. He, but he he, can be the leading man. Yeah. I'm not really ruining my own argument. No, no. But <laughs> the, the, but the point is, I, I see him as, as a little more than just that.
0: All right. Blair, you got anybody in mind? Are no, you, I'm, I'm – co-signing with somebody? Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I uh, William H. Macy is, I think, ideal for this. <laughs> I'm in. Love it. It's great. All
0: right. <laughs> well, we're going to wind this thing on down now. And, uh, hey, we appreciate you guys listening. This is uh, another reminder here. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. That actually matters. We, we'd appreciate it if you guys did that. Um, and before we actually get out of here, I want you guys to give us a uh, – we're going to start off with a, 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 one last new feature, the bold prediction of the week. And uh, I, think, I think, you know, kind of looking forward here, I really – I wouldn't be surprised – I'll start off, and if you guys have something, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. But I think starting off, I think we got to start – you got to start thinking that – and you wrote about this, Blair – that AFC West title ain't completely out of the realm of possibility. Yep. Like that that could really be right there. But here's my prediction. Y'all aren't gonna like this. They win the next two, sets up a chance for them to win the AFC West. The last game of the season, and they lose it home to Oakland. That would be—I could see that happening. And it, the weather would be bad. Oakland's—you know—they'll be playing for pride. They're better than everyone thinks they are. That would be my bold prediction of the week. If anybody else has got something, let me hear it,
2: man. I'll, I'll go a little bit opposite. I, I say that the Chiefs will end up in the playoffs, but some point—at some point in the next three weeks—they will be out of the playoffs. They'll have to win their way back in mm. because the teams that are around them right now—the Steelers and the Jets—all three eight and five teams. All the all three teams are playing great. They're not losing. Uh, some schedules are more difficult than others on the way. You know, on the way. But I, I just think the Chiefs have been. They've played themselves into the playoffs and under the bracket. And I don't know if I want to say they've been comfortable there, but it just seems like they've been there for such a long time. I, I, I think they're just going to. They'll, they'll lose a game. They'll be the seventh seed. But then it, when it's all said and done, they'll be in the playoffs.
0: All right. Alright, looks like you and I are the only ones willing to step out on a <laughs> on a on a limb this week. That's okay, but next week you guys are gonna have something for me yeah. now. Alright. That was brought to you by uh, Prince from the nineteen eighty nine Batman.
2: Think about the future. The
0: future. Yep. So we're gonna do that one every week and we're gonna have something for you. Cause we're in the we're in the prognostication game. It's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to think about stuff and try and predict stuff. So all right. Remember again, rate and review us on iTunes. And before we get out of here, guys, plug something you got coming this week if you got anybody working on something fun
1: that you wanna reveal or you wanna wait. Got multiple spinning plates that uh <clears throat> may or may not take. So Mellinger minutes. Mellinger minutes, we know we got that. What about you, Blair? Mellinger Minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Thanks for listening. This is Therese Paler. And uh, I got Vahe Gregorian, Sam Mellinger, Blair Kirkhoff, man. It was a blast doing this with you guys. Till next week. Thanks for uh, listening. We'll see you next time. All right. Hit the music.